Hi, this is Larry Cole with Torchbearers, and I appreciate you tuning in. Today, we're going to talk about uh, being led by the Lord, about entering into ministry and doing the things that God has called us to do. Uh, so hopefully within just a few minutes, I'll help you position your eyes to, to see better, to see clearer what the Lord has set before you um, that he has personally called you to do. Um, so let's start with this. Uh, Jesus was in ministry uh, for over three years. We know that he was in ministry. We know that he was led by the Spirit. We know that he saw what his father was doing and he did those things also. He was here to fulfill the law and the prophets. He was here to accomplish the purpose for which he was on the earth. We are called to do the same thing, every one of us. We've got a purpose and we've got a destiny for being on the earth. God is calling us unto himself, not only to receive salvation, but to walk with him in his blessing, in his favor, and to minister um, to the earth and expand the kingdom of God. So today I just want to lay out a general overview of what that looks like just to help you gain some vision. So Jesus was in his ministry for three to three and a half years. Um, he would get up early in the morning and he would go alone to pray, to seek the Lord, to speak with the Father. And this was the number one priority of his ministry. A lot of people tell me that they're called to ministry and they're looking for a pulpit, they're looking for a venue, they're looking for a conference or a church service. But until we know how to minister unto the Lord and we place that ministry as priority in our lives, there should be no other ministry. A minister of the gospel is to take those that they are ministering to into places where they have already been. So if the only place that I have been is to prepare a sermon or prepare a teaching, then at best, the only place I'm going to bring the hearers of that sermon and teaching, the only place I'm going to bring them to is into that teaching, into that sermon. But if I have been in the presence of the Lord, if I have experienced through worship and through prayer heavenly places, then as I minister to people, they are going to feed on some of what I have experienced, on what I have seen, on what I have been changed by, and what I've been changed into. If we are to be transformed into the image of Christ, then guess what? We better be seeing Christ. If I'm just seeing a, a scripture verse and a, a, some words laid out on a page, that's all I'm going to be able to give to the people around me is a scripture verse. People don't need a scripture verse. They need a revelation of the Word of God. They need a revelation of Jesus. How are they going to get that from me? I've already received that revelation in the presence of God. So early in the morning, Jesus would rise up and he would go off to a lonely place to pray, the, the scripture says. And in that place, he would be in the presence of his Father. He would experience the love of the Father. The Father would fill him with his love and prepare him for that day to be able to represent the Father and what the Father wanted to do. Everybody that Jesus met throughout the day, 
he was redeeming them. If they were people that were broken uh, in, their, in their hearts, in their spirit, then Jesus ministered to them in a way to restore them, in a way to make them whole. He, uh, one of the first things that he said he had come to do was bind up the brokenhearted. That means to put bandages on the hearts that are broken. That means to apply salve, uh, healing oil, to those places in a person's life that were broken so that they could be made whole so that then they could receive the Father's love, be filled with His love, and not just, just empty out uh, and be vessels of dishonor, but to be made vessels that are whole and complete and that are useful for the Master's use. Uh, Jesus also was redeeming the religious people of His day. He would speak to them a little bit more harsh. Uh, sometimes uh, there were times when He would say things to the Pharisees and Jesus' disciples would say, Lord, the Pharisees are offended by what you said. Well, he was speaking that to everyone in the room, and depending on the position of that person's heart, they either received it as correction or they received it as offense. It's the same way in our world today. God is constantly speaking through His Word, through His Holy Spirit, through other people around us, through circumstances around us. And if I have the right heart, if I've got humility, if I've got the love of the Father in me and I'm seeing things through His eyes, I will know where God is disciplining me, where He is teaching me, where He is redeeming me. But if I'm depending upon myself and my own abilities, my own power, if I'm trusting in the things of this world and God is speaking in a way that um, is redemptive, but my blindness will cause me to think that God is taking away these things from me, where in fact He's giving them to me for me to bless and, and, and make it more powerful to represent who He is. So Jesus would go first thing in the day to a quiet place, to a lonely place, and get alone with God. If you are being called to ministry, and you are, I guarantee you, you are being called to ministry. God is calling you first to that lonely place. He is calling you to get outside the camp. He is calling you into places where He can get alone with you and talk with you and minister to you himself. So in the scripture, we read about there being the priesthood. The priest, their number one um, duty, their number one job was to minister unto the Lord. It had nothing to do with the people. It had everything to do with God. Well, God has no need of anything. He has everything, but he is a God of love. And love creates a need. When you have love within you, you now have a need for that love to have a recipient, for that love to have a point of contact. And as a result, you then have this need for love to be returned to you. What I've just described to you is uh, the word in the Bible that is beloved. Beloved means I have given love and it has been received and the recipient of that love has given love back to me. That love has come full circle. 
So when Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River by John the Baptist, when he came up out of the water, the Father spoke from heaven and, and said about his Son, This is my beloved. This is the one that I have sent my love to, and he has received my love, and he has given that love back to me. And as a result of him being my beloved, I am well pleased. So there was a pleasure that God found in his love having a recipient and having that recipient give it back to him. If you are called to ministry, your number one purpose is to get alone with God as early as possible every day and to receive the Father's love, to position yourself in, in worship, in prayer, in humility, to receive the Father's love. If you're not receiving the Father's love, you are not being fulfilled within yourself, in your purpose, and in your destiny, and you're definitely not being equipped to fulfill your calling and to minister throughout the day to the people that God set before you. So that brings me to point number two. Once Jesus ministered unto the Lord, now based on what he received during that time alone with the Father, he was now equipped to go throughout the, the to go throughout the day and minister unto the people that were set before him. So this is the result of being in the presence of his Father. So we are being called to ministry. We are being called first to minister unto the Lord, and then second, to minister unto the Lord on behalf of others. So it's not just getting in the presence of our Father and then running out and ministering unto people. But the scripture says that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. The scripture also says that Jesus intercedes for us. That means Jesus, the Son of God, and the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, are both intercessors. Now, if two-thirds of the Trinity are intercessors, shouldn't the people of God be intercessors also? What is an intercessor? What is the difference between a prayer warrior and an intercessor? So a prayer warrior is someone who prays, who, who cries out to God on behalf of a need. An intercessor is a substitute for the one that they're praying for. For example, Jesus became an intercessor on our behalf. The penalty of sin is death. And we know that Jesus was put to death even though he was an innocent man. So why was he put to death? Because he was an intercessor. Because he was taking the place of the sinners, us, and receiving the judgment that they should have received. Well, why would he do that? So then the only thing left to come to those that have sinned is God's redemption, is the Father's love, is the covenant. So Jesus became an intercessor. He became a substitute. The law demanded death. And Jesus said, I will take the punishment of those that are guilty even though I am innocent. Well, Jesus, why would you take the punishment? Well, once someone has served the sentence of their punishment, 
they are now a free man. So Jesus died, took the judgment that we were supposed to receive so that we could then receive the freedom of that, the fulfillment of that judgment. So Jesus is spending time with the Father early in the morning, but he's also interceding on behalf of everybody that he's going to meet during that day. He is representing them before the Father. Therefore, when he meets them throughout the day, he is then able to minister to them of his Father, from his Father, the love and redemption of his Father. So it's not just enough for us to get in the presence of God every day, but once we are in his presence, we then need to start asking the Lord to help us to be ready to minister to those throughout the day. And these are the ones that we are now interceding for. I guarantee you every day you are going to meet people who are sick in their bodies. So in order for me to minister healing unto them, I have to lift them up in intercession earlier that day in the presence of the Father. This is bringing success in me ministering to the sick throughout the day. We're meeting people all throughout the day that are in some type of sickness. They've been diagnosed with something and I'm getting an opportunity as I'm led by the Spirit to minister to them. Well, what do you mean led by the Spirit? Well, what I mean is just going about my day, doing the things that I need to do, but number one, I'm aware of the presence of the Holy Spirit. And then as a result of an awareness of His presence, I'm now aware of the needs around me. So now when I see someone and I can tell that they're not feeling well for whatever reason, I'm now aware of their need for someone to minister to them. So, we are all called to ministry. We are all called to minister unto the Lord. And then number two, to minister unto the Lord on behalf of those people. Now we can be led by the Spirit throughout the day and we can bear fruit for the kingdom. Now I'm encouraging others. Now I'm bringing faith where there is no faith. And that faith is bringing results. That faith is producing the presence of God in people's lives and it's bringing to them life. Now I'm, I'm encouraging people in hope. A lot of people in our day right now, they feel like there's no hope of a better tomorrow. Well, there is in Jesus Christ. So I'm giving an account of the hope that is in me and I'm ministering that hope to the people around me so then they will begin to taste of that hope, to see that that hope is for them also, and they will call upon the Lord and receive salvation and enter into a new day. So also, as I'm going throughout the day, um, as I enter into different areas of town or the county uh, that I'm in, as I'm, as I'm uh, driving into different places, as I go, the Holy Spirit's leading me also to repent for the sins of that area. 
when I walk into a business, I'm declaring over that business that the blood of Jesus is being loosed and released over that business, and I'm declaring the peace of God over that business. Well, what does that do? Well, the blood of Jesus, when we ask God to forgive us of our sins, He is bringing a refreshing of the blood of Jesus and washing us, washing away our sins and making us new. This is how the blood is released. So when I come into a business and I release the blood of Jesus, I am ministering to that entire business on behalf of the kingdom of God and on behalf of the King, the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm asking God to forgive the sins of that business. I'm asking God to forgive the things that have been said and done within that business that are contrary to who God is and His purposes and plans for that business. So as I'm releasing the blood, it is empowering that business to be free from the curse of sin and to be positioned to release the blessings of God. Now in that business, I can declare that it is the will of God for this business to flourish, for it to represent the kingdom, for its owners to have salvation for them and their household, for the owners there to experience the presence of God in their business, and for that business to begin to touch and change the lives of the customers of that business. So as the customers come in, they are experiencing the presence of God also. So this is the ministry that's before us. And a lot of people say, well, my ministry is to preach and to teach. I'm supposed to be preparing sermons and, and in a church setting, uh, holding conferences. Well, friend, God works in progression. God works in steps. If you're a husband, your number one ministry is unto the Lord, and then second, unto your wife and unto your children. If you're not ministering unto the Lord, you're not ministering unto your spouse and unto your children, you have no business being in the ministry. How can a man help others get their house in order when their house is in disarray? And if you're not ministering to the people in your house, your house is not in order, you have no business being set before a congregation and sharing the things of God. This is just the progression. The scripture says that as we are faithful with a little that God has given us, He will find us worthy to be uh, stewards of more. God will give to us more. He will expand our ministry. He will expand our vision. But I have to be faithful with what God's given me. So for years, I was not in the ministry. I was not pastoring a church. And even after I was, the Lord was still having me work in the business world. And it was hard. Uh, a lot of days when I was uh, uh, clocking in and beginning my day, it was as if my flesh was being crucified. And there were even days when I would cry out to God and say, don't you see that, uh, that you've called me to ministry? You've called me to preach the gospel. And, and yet you've sent me to work in this business and in this place. Well, that was my blindness. That was my pride. I was stuck on myself and I was not looking at the need that Jesus has to minister to the people around me. 
Friends, there's a lot of people in, in retail stores that will never hear the gospel of Christ because they're not going to come into a church, number one. They're not going to come into a building, a congregation, where they're going to hear the gospel. But even more important than that, they're not going to hear the gospel through Christians that are coming into that business. For over 20 years, almost 25 years, I have been in retail stores uh, throughout the southeast of America. And I can count on one hand the number of people that, that came up to me and talked to me about Jesus. So it's time that the church took responsibility and took the gospel to the streets. If you want to minister the gospel, then go to the grocery store and start looking for people. You can see it in their eyes. The eyes are the window to the soul. You know when you look at someone if they need Jesus in their life. You know when you look at someone if they have hopelessness, if they are lacking faith, if they just need someone to love on them and listen to them and ask to pray for them. I can count on one hand in 25 years of working in, in, in the corporate world, I can count on one hand the number of people that when I asked them, can I pray for you, they said no. For 25 years, I ministered to people and they let me pray for them. They let me take their hand and declare God's purpose for their life. This is the ministry of the church. This is the purpose of the church. Very seldom was Jesus ministering in the synagogues or in the temple. 90% or more of his ministry was in the streets. It was in the homes. It was in the places where people had gathered. I challenge you, seek God early. Get in his presence and stay there as long as possible. Let the love of God minister to you. The love of God will take the blinders off your eyes and give you the ability to see throughout the day who has God set before you. And, and he will give you the opportunity to share the love of Christ with a dying world. He's given you the ministry of life. Now take it to them. He's given you the ministry of light. Release it in the darkness. He has given you an anointing. Be faithful with that anointing. Put that anointing on the people that need it and declare life over them. And guess what will happen? As you release that anointing, the Father will give you a greater anointing. As you release your faith into the lives of the people around you that need it, guess what? God will give you more faith. He who is faithful with little will be entrusted with more. Be faithful with your love that God has given you. Be faithful with the anointing that He's given you. Be faithful with the faith that He has given you. And watch lives around you begin to be changed. Friend, I love you. I want to encourage you this day and I want to bless you. Father God, I bless everybody that's listening right now in the name of Jesus. I declare that God is calling you to greater works. And I bless you to begin to see the things that God has set before you. And I bless you to release the anointing of God, the Holy Spirit of God within you, to, to give faith and hope and love to everybody you meet in the name of Jesus. Amen.